Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now, I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you, too, can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody. It's Coach Ray Ann here. Thank you guys for being back for another Balanced Fit and Free podcast episode. Today, we are talking about radical acceptance. And I want to let you know that I just got a new computer and when I went to go record, I realized that I cannot plug in my microphone. So I had to do it a different way. I hope that it sounds okay. And next week I will be more prepared so I can get back to using my actual microphone. So I just wanted to let you know if it sounds a little wonky that that is why. So today we are talking about acceptance and I wanted to let you know that every year I choose a theme word for the year. And I started doing this a few years back and some years I'm on it. I'm on it. You know, like I use it, I go with it. I love it. And then other years I forget about it by March. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Kind of like goals. Well, anyway, this year, my word for 2022 is acceptance. So when 2022 rolled around, I was feeling pretty Uh, let's say out of control, you know, not really out of control, but not really in control. I mean, I mean, really, if you think about it, all of us were probably feeling that way after COVID and the whole shutdown. And we were all trying to, you know, crawl back out and get back to our normal lives. And it was a little weird, right? And so I'm not alone in that. Okay. And, you know, for me personally, I was also feeling a little weird because, you know, I had a kid go to college, my first kid. So I hadn't experienced that yet. And, it had been almost a year or a little over a year. Gosh, my timing's off. But anyway, since my mother passed away and actually it took a while for me to accept that and to realize it was a real thing, which sounds kind of weird, but it took me a while to let it sink in, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I was just feeling like it was time to snap out of it and move forward. And that is why I picked acceptance. Um, when it was time to pick my word, I do this every year in January or, or maybe right before, but early January. And I also do a workshop for people to do a vision board. Cause I think vision boards are super fun. Even if they're cheesy, I don't care. I love them. And <laughs> I do one every year. Anyway, during that workshop, I usually recommend people choose a word. So anyway, we're getting ready to do that. And when I thought, Hmm, what is my word going to be this year? it just popped in my head super easily. I could like see it in, you know, bright letters, acceptance. And I knew that it was time for me to just start accepting and letting things be the way they're going to be and be okay with it. I have learned over the years that I am a control freak. (laughs) I wouldn't admit it for a long time. This was before I learned self-acceptance, but You know, I don't really mean to be a control freak and I don't mean it in a negative way. You know, I just want to be helpful and I want things done right. Darn it. (laughs) But here's the thing. When you can finally see that we control nothing, 
and really accept that we can control nothing, freedom and peace actually are easier to find. So today, let's explore acceptance and what it means. We'll focus on both self-acceptance and acceptance of those things that are not in our control. Now, part of the reason I wanted to discuss this today is because I was looking over a list of past clients. I was reminiscing about them and wondering where they are now in their health journey. And as I was looking over the list, I was seeing names of women who I felt like had a ton of, have a ton of potential, but they were people that were really too quick to blame everyone else for their troubles. And they were consistently constantly, consistently making excuses for all of their actions. Now, I'm sure you know people like that, that every time you talk to them, they, you know, they complain, but then they have an excuse or someone else to blame for everything that they're complaining about. And honestly, my patience for that is getting really thin, Um, especially since now I'm so, so, so self-aware and, you know, I want other people to feel like that too. And not everybody's ready to do that. And that's okay. But anyway, I believe fully that where you are now is based 100% on what you have chosen in life. To really take ownership and accept yourself for who you are and where you are now is very important, right? It's very important before you can truly live your fullest and happiest life, in, in my opinion. Self-acceptance is knowing that you have made some good and some bad decisions. We have all made good and bad decisions. No matter who you are, we've all done things that we are not proud of, done things that we wish we hadn't done. And then there's things that we're all like, that we're so happy we did. I mean, that is just being a human being. Self-acceptance then is taking ownership instead of blaming or using excuses. Of, of course, there are situations you can't avoid. I am not denying that. But how you respond or react to any situation is totally up to you. No one makes you choose poorly. I mean, you know, unless you have a gun to your head. I can think of some things I might still do if I had a gun to my head, but no one can make you do anything you don't want to do. Now, from a nutrition coach perspective, I mean, no one makes you run through the drive-thru, okay? No one makes you drink a bottle of wine. No one makes you skip meals and then eat the entire house at night. No one makes you drink coffee all day long. It's all up to you, right? Like you have to actually do it. Nobody can make you. So when somebody says to me, well, I would eat better, but you know, my husband is the pickiest eater. I get that one. Like several times a week, by the way, or I would eat healthier, but you know, it just takes too much time to cook or I would exercise, but you know, that knee hurts sometimes. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm kind of giggling as I say, I'm, and I know that some people really believe that. And that's why I'm giggling because you know, they're all, they're all excuses and, and they're really not good reasons to not do better. Okay. If you want to do better and you really do want to be healthier and you really do want to either get fit or lose weight or work on your diabetes or help your thyroid, if you really want change, then some of those things are just excuses. Okay. And you've got to understand that ownership and acceptance 
also means though, that sometimes you have to admit that you don't want to eat healthier or admit that you maybe just don't know what to do. Some people I've learned are just kind of embarrassed to admit that they're not sure what to do. So instead they make excuses or blame others, but it's better to be honest with yourself than to keep telling yourself these lies that only hurt you more. So if you, you know, here's the thing. I have sometimes consultations with people, by the way, if you need a free consultation, um, I give at least, I give one free consultation to anybody to talk about, you know, your goals and kind of what your struggles are and see if I have a good plan for you, either working with me one-on-one or my 12-week program or something else. But, you know, every time I talk to people and they start saying these excuses, you know, sometimes I think maybe they're embarrassed. So they want to like sound like they know more or they they're worried I'm going to judge them. And you got to know, I'm not going to judge you because the reason people reach out for help is they need help. But when they're sitting here making excuses and blaming others, you know, they're just lying to themselves because, and I want to say it's a lie. They're lying to themselves because telling me those things doesn't help anybody. The more honest people are with me, the more we can get to it and I can help them with their self-acceptance and help them really see where they're at. And once people really open up and quit the BS that they're telling themselves in their head, that's when true magic happens. That's when change really happens. So anyway, um, self-acceptance is also understanding that you have a choice, right? I mean, kind of what I'm saying is you always have a choice. Sure, there might be consequences to your choices, you know, depending on what you choose, but you always have a choice. You can either go to work or not. You can eat the vegetable or the French fry. And no, French fry is not a vegetable. (laughs) Okay. You can go for a walk or you can watch TV. You can read a book to your child or you can stare at your phone all night. You can show up on time or not. You have the freedom of choice. Okay. And okay. As I'm saying this, I realize that some people may not agree with me about the freedom of choice since the Roe versus Wade ruling. But even in that extreme situation, you still have a choice. There will still be choices, even in touchy areas. Okay. And I'm not getting into that, but my point is we always have a choice. There's always consequences, but you have a choice. Our culture has created this not good enoughness or this inadequacy. Everyone is always trying to do more, get better, create more, go further. You know, all these like motivational, like we can do it. Everybody wants to do this in all areas of life. But what if, just what if you're fine where you are now? Why not take time to just be and appreciate and accept where you are now? What if you just slowed down and took a good look at your life and realized that it is good, that it is enough, that you are enough? What would that do to your perceived happiness, right? A lot of this feeling of inadequacy comes from self-judgment. As adults, we feel pressure to accomplish a lot. But why? I mean, who says you have to make a million dollars? Who says you have to wear a size four? right? Who says you have to stay looking young forever? I I mean, is it social media? Is it, I mean, who is it and who cares and why do you care? Why do we care? Okay. Have you ever had somebody walk up to you and say, wow, you sure are fat. (laughs) 
if you lost 25 to 40 pounds, you sure would look much better. Okay. Or has anyone ever said, you are such a loser since you don't have a bigger salary or a bigger bank account or fancier clothes. I mean, I hope you haven't. If you've had someone say that to you, I hope that you immediately cut them out of your life or at least reduce some time with them because this is not the kind of support you need. Probably not many people have had these comments said to them by somebody else, but we sure do say those things to ourselves. We are the ones that judge. We are the ones that keep putting these unrealistic or unhealthy expectations on ourselves. And, you know, I'm really bad about it with my work. And I used to be terrible, terrible, you know, with my body image, but now I'm way better about that. I spent a few years um, recently trying so hard to reach more people, to work with more people, to make a bigger impact. But the harder I tried, the worse I did. And I think it's because I wasn't really doing what I wanted. I wasn't really listening to my own, um, my own way. I was self-judging and telling myself that no one would listen to me or work with me if I didn't have thousands of testimonials or a fancy app or a fancy program. And this expectation of myself actually made me feel so bad about myself that I started to hide out. Um, as soon as I realized and accepted what I was doing, I woke myself up and started to take the actions that felt better to me instead of doing the things that felt wrong. Just because some fancy business coach tells you to do something doesn't mean that it's right for you. And it took me a long time to accept that what I was being taught just didn't align with me. So once I finally did take action that felt in alignment with me, that truly felt like true to my soul, this led me to more clients and more clients that were in better alignment with what I want to accomplish. And I'm just telling you this because it's not just with your body or how we look, it's with our careers and with our relationships. It's with every aspect of our life. Self-acceptance is very important and understanding and taking ownership of where you are. So we create these expectations of our lives that maybe are not even what we want. You know, we create what we think is accepted by everyone else, but what do you want to accept in your life? What will you accept in your life? So I read a story about a tiger named Mohini and Mohini, the tiger lived in a zoo in Washington, DC in the 1970s. After being kept in a small, really small cage for many years, Mohini was later transferred to a bigger facility where she had acres and acres of land that she could run free. And the owners of the tiger were really excited for her because, you know, they felt like she deserved something better and they were excited for her to enjoy the new space. But to their surprise, Mohini only spent her time in a really small corner of that whole new area. And it was about the size of her cage. She stayed there for so long that she wore out all the grass and it was just nothing left but dirt. And even though she was set free, she was trapped in her old patterns. She only knew the cage and didn't even realize that she could run free. So just like this tiger, many of us remain stuck in our old habits and patterns and have no idea what is available to us or what is possible in our life. We get stuck in self-judgment and these feelings of inadequacy. I work with women who follow my 12-week program. It's a step-by-step -step program where we just do one small habit 
every week. And by the end, all of those things add up to really big impact. And so some of these ladies will really start to do well and feel confident. And then suddenly, not all of them, but there are a few ladies that suddenly will start to question it and start to feel like they aren't working hard enough or good enough. And that's when they want to quit. And that's because they're not fully letting themselves feel the program, right? Accept the program, accept the steps or feel or listen into their own body cues. So many people are used to hiding their true feelings, right? And, and what they feel like their hunger cues even, or just their emotions that people are so used to hiding them that they don't, they don't want to feel them. They want to ignore them. And that is when excess food or sugar or alcohol and self-sabotage sneak in. So to get out of this cage, we must start to accept everything about ourselves, both inside and outside. Now, as a nutrition and fitness health coach, I usually work with my clients on emotional eating. I see this self-judgment show up as overeating or undereating and then binging later. To stop this emotional eating, we must be aware of what's occurring in our bodies and minds. This is all self-acceptance, really knowing yourself and accepting all of your parts, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I kind of talked about some of this last week in the transformation episode. I guess I could call this part two of transformation because in order to have transformation, you must find acceptance. And once you have this awareness and acceptance and start practicing this radical acceptance, you can start to change your life. Now, the second part that I want to talk about is accepting what is out of our control. When we try to change uncontrollable situations, the more we feed our feelings of inadequacy. So my daughter, I mentioned this earlier, my daughter went to Chicago to a musical theater school last fall. And by the way, she told me I could share this story. You know, we were all so proud of her for following her dream of being a musical theater star. Yeah, the school she chose was a perfect fit for her, or so we thought. The school checked all the boxes. It was an art school with a musical theater major. It was in a big city with a thriving theater scene. And it was away from home. All of the things that she wanted. So when she came home for winter break, I was shocked to see her. She looked like a completely different person. The bright light in her eyes was like totally gone. She literally looked like gray, like she was came out of a newspaper. I mean, it was just the weirdest thing. Like her internal light was just, it was like it was shut off. And it was both shocking and scary. And I immediately went into fix it mode. I told myself, oh, okay, I'm going to cook very healthy for her. I'm going to get her to go walking with me. We're going to find a therapist, spend time with her. I'm going to watch movies and help her feel better and totally get back to her old self, right? So that when she goes back to school, she's going to be happy and be back to old Mackenzie. Well, wrong. After a couple of weeks, I realized that what I was doing was trying to control her and trying to control her happiness. And this was just something I couldn't change or help. It was totally her choice, her decision to either feel better or not. And I had to practice my word of the year, acceptance. This was a situation where I had to just accept and trust that she would be okay and that she was the only one that could make a difference. Well, 
Thankfully, she decided to confess to me that she hated the school. She hated the city and she was totally embarrassed and totally scared to admit it. She was worried, you know, what everyone would think. She had worried that people would think that she was giving up or that she just couldn't handle it. She was so scared to do what she needed to do because of her own expectations of herself, but also because of the expectations of others. And that day I realized how much I had actually been a part of that. I was making her feel obligated to follow this dream of hers. It wasn't my dream. It was hers, but somehow I was making her feel stuck. And it wasn't really just me, but it was her dad. It was her grandparents. It was her friends. It was her teachers. It was her instructors. Everyone kept telling her that she was so talented and that it would be a shame to see her waste that talent. She told me that she had this big dream of being on Broadway and I wanted to help her get there. I didn't want the world, you know, to creep in and deter her from reaching it. I wanted to support her on this dream. When she would tell other people her dream, a lot of people would say, oh, well, that's great, but what will your real job be? Or they would say things like, what is your backup plan? Because it's almost impossible to get on Broadway. And I hated this. I hated that people were discouraging her from trying to reach her goal. So I was almost too determined for her to make it. I wanted it for her so badly that I lost sight of what was most important. And that was to just be her mom and accept her for whatever choices she made or continues to make. So anyway, I got off track there for a minute, but my point was that there are going to be big things in your life that you can't control. When we try to control them, we will end up feeling worse and even more inadequate. I know that I was feeling like a terrible mom. Like I just, you know, first I felt terrible that I was letting her give up. But then I was feeling terrible because I didn't see that she didn't even want this. Like, see what I mean? I was feeling terrible. But at the end of the day, it's her life, her choice, and she will have to handle the consequences and learn from it. It's really none of my business and says nothing about my parenting skills or how I am as her mom. So next time you're in a situation where you feel out of control, excuse me, I'm losing my voice. The best thing you can do is just take a pause. You know, whether this pause is a month or two months or maybe just a few moments, taking a pause can help you put your thoughts together and give you time to think through your options. Whether your situation is your kid going through a tough time or maybe your situation is having a donut in front of you, both things could possibly make you feel out of control. But if you pause, you can recognize your inner emotional experience and decide how to respond. Okay. In the case of my daughter, she decided that she needed a pause. She took an online class from home and then took the time to just consider what her options are. And I took the time to just be here to support her, no matter how that looked, even when it wasn't what I thought was best because there were moments there. I admit it, but I took this time to accept her, to accept the situation and to accept it doesn't have to be in my control. So I hope you can see why I chose the word acceptance as my 2022 word of the year. It's important to be self-aware and to accept all that you are and all that you have. Notice your feelings. Really take the time to actually see how you feel and how that affects your body. Take responsibility and ownership of where you are now and try to not make excuses or blame others for where you are in life. You've had a choice and continue to have the choice to be or do something different. But maybe 
just maybe if you can accept yourself now, just the exact same way you are now, maybe that will make you feel more free and happy. Maybe you've already made it. And finally, we can't control other people and how they live, but we can take time to pause and respond to those people and situations in a healthier manner. So if you have a moment, I would love to hear from you. Did you pick a theme word for 2022? If so, I would love to hear what it is and how it's going so far, because, you know, we are halfway through the year and I want to know if you are sticking to it. So you guys, thanks so much for being here and thank you for taking time to rate and review the podcast. I will be back next week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.